The Nerd and Me Podcast presents The Week in Geek with your anchors, Alan and Jonathan, with the five-day forecast, The Weather Wizard, and Casey Jones on sports. Good evening, this is Alan, and welcome to The Week in Geek. Jonathan, what is our top story? Alan, our top story is Chris Hardwick is back at The Talking Dead, but not without some controversy. Oh, do tell. Yes, uh, this past weekend, uh, Fear the Walking Dead came back, and as you know, after uh, an episode of Fear the Walking Dead and or The Walking Dead, uh, they do The Talking Dead show. Um, Chris Hardwick is the host of it. Uh, when all this stuff went down with him, possibly... Um, physically abusing an ex-girlfriend came down, he was pulled off the show he's pulled off of his Comic Con paddles uh, all this other things but uh, apparently after an investigation done by AMC um, not their words, but my words that they found the accusations to be without merit they brought him back and this past Sunday was his first show um, he said a tearful thank you to everybody for supporting him thanking the fans uh, things like that, uh, but what he didn't mention is that one of the executive producers and many staffers of the show uh, quit upon his return. Dang. Damn, damn. Dun, dun, dun. So, it's curious, crazy. huh? Yeah, interesting. Very interesting. Well, I think this just goes to show that you have to assume AMC did their due diligence if they're willing to bring him back. Sure, yeah. Which which would point to him being more or less innocent. Um, but I think this proves that just the accusation itself can have dire consequences. Right. On your, you know, because he's got people that he worked with for years uh, quitting. Um, so they obviously believe that he did what they did, the accusation. So and it's a sticky situation, you know, it's a sticky situation. Yeah, it's it's totally nuts. But I agree with you. If AMC did their due diligence and thought that he, I mean, obviously they wouldn't bring him back, even if there was a a small percentage of anything that was true. You know, I mean, look at how many people right now have been out of the business because of things that were said. Uh, so they brought him back. I, you know, you would figure that would clear his name. Right. Um. And, and, but yeah, so you th- because look, there's money involved. So these guys are definitely going to do their job in regards to finding out what what's true and what's not true. Right. Um, you know, because if the backlash is big enough, AMC would be having protesters and stuff like that. But there's also the other side of this where it's kind of like if you're like a likable person and things like that. You know, there's there. You know, people can be shown evidence if they like a person enough they won't believe it you know mm. not saying that's what happened here but it, i just feel like there's this, this sense that um if you're likable um people tend to believe you're innocent more sure sure uh, and you're seeing you're seeing that with james gunn too i think you're right um, and, and his isn't even a question whether it was he's guilty he did it he admitted to doing it the the tweets are still up there but you know people are willing to kind of let that slide as opposed to other people saying other things. Well, you were telling and me off there that that Seinfeld said something to def- kind of defend James Gunn. Yeah, he, he basically says if it was a joke, it's a joke, and that should be the end of the conversation. Right. Um, 
But of course, he's going to defend jokes because that's what he does. And sure. Seinfeld's not a he's not a controversial person per se right. with his jokes, with his comedy. But yeah, you know, he, he I, I get it. I, I mean, comedians feel like they should be able to say whatever they want to say in terms of it being a joke or not. Right. Um, and I get that. But it, look, it's not it's not the world you and I created. But right. it's the world we're living in right now. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So. Can you imagine guys like, uh, uh, oh, what's his name? Mel Brooks. Brooks. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be out of Hollywood. Don Rickles, my goodness. Right. All these guys would have been dead. Yeah, I mean, they, they would have been able to do their movies and stuff like that. And the thing is also, what well, was funny, because I just saw I saw an article recently that said they're, they're looking to reboot, like, All in the Family and stuff like that. But I'm like, how, how, you, how, how are they going to do that? Do that? <laughs> you know? I mean, they could do it, but it'll be a bland, by-the-number sitcom. It won't be what it was. You know? Sure, sure. Unless, you know how they do it? They, they make the bunkers uh, uh, a minority. That's how they do it. Mm, I see what you mean. You right? know, because yeah. if... Yeah, but anyway, so Chris Hardwick's back. Um, you know, you and I both tapped out of Talking Dead. I know, you, and you've tapped out of Walking Dead, right? Yeah, done. Um, I like uh, the Fear of the Walking Dead's getting good. Uh, when it, the last season was good, and uh, well, last half season, now this current half of this season is good. So it, I'm actually more excited about the Fear of the Walking Dead than I am the Walking Dead. And wow. I think the Walking Dead's on its last legs. Yeah. I don't know if they have. They might have one more year in them. I think The Walking Dead. Then they're done. I think famous last words because it'll probably go on another twenty years. <laughs> I've said that, but yeah, I tapped out of Walking Dead. It's just a, it's just a slap each other in the back. How great we are, show. So. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get anything new out of it. All right. Yeah. Okay. What's next? All right. Our <clears throat> next story. Uh, uh, Mr. Mark Hamill. Obviously, best known as Luke Skywalker and the voice of the Batman the Animated Series Joker uh, and the trickster on the original Flash TV show, has booked another TV gig. He will be appearing in season two of the History Channel original series Nightfall. What, what is that Nightfall. about? I don't even know what that is. I'm glad you asked, Alan. Yeah. Uh, setting you up, Nightfall bro. is. <laughs> Um, it goes inside the. Uh, this is quoting from Geek Tyrant. Nightfall stars Tom Cullen, and it goes inside the medieval politics and warfare of the Knights Templar, the most powerful, wealthy, and mysterious military order of the Middle Ages, who are entrusted with protecting Christianity's most precious relics. Nightfall goes deep into the clandestine world of this legendary brotherhood of warrior monks to learn who these knights were, how they lived, and what they died believing. Uh, Hamels will take on the role of a character named Talus. A battle-hearted knight, Templar, veteran of the Crusades, who survived captivity for 10 years in the Holy Land and is tasked with training the new initiates to the Order. Just say he's a Jedi with a sword. <laughs> I was going to ask, are there any lightsabers involved? That's pretty much all he's doing right now. Because <laughs> you know, everybody's going to take footage from uh, Nightfall and, put a and light just substitute off. the swords. <laughs> <laughs> Hope he trains better than he trained Ray. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. <clears throat> That's cool. That's cool. And you watch yeah, the show? Really, I don't watch the show, but I, I might watch next season. I have a, look, you know, I'm a, I'm a history buff, specifically American history. So it bothers me when History Channel has these these uh, these fictional TV shows on, like Vikings, which is supposed to be really good. Um, I don't know how much time they put into making sure they're they're accurate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> accurate. Gotcha. 
Um, so I didn't watch the Nightfall. Um, but I, I'll take a gander at it this coming season. See how Mark's doing. Because right. um, we both agreed that he he his acting in Last Jedi was great. Yeah. Yeah. Guy's good. So. Guy's good. Okay. Yeah, so Mark Hamill's back at work. <laughs> He's funny as heck on um, Twitter, if you'll follow him. He's funny. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's pretty good. I don't know how to use Twitter, bro. <laughs> it's just there. I'm a lurker. I mean, I have nothing to say to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly because I'm trying to stay out of trouble. Um, All right. That's true. <laughs> I just got with that. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you gotta watch what you say. I know. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, next story. Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth may not be returning back to Star Trek. What? Can you have another Star Trek movie without Chris Pine? No, he's Captain Frickin' Kirk, for God's sake. He does such a great (laughs) job, too. And the funny thing is, if you're going to do that, you might as well kill... You should have just killed him in part two when he died. Kept him dead. Yeah. (laughs) That's true, too. No, I I enjoy these Star Trek movies. Like, these reboots have been really well done but they're saying because the third one I guess didn't do as well as it could have been I guess but uh they're not willing to 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 pay up but I think if you don't have Chris Pine in the movie the movie's gonna tank I'm guessing right I mean you can rewrite it and not have Hemsworth in there oh yeah uh he was you know he's in like 10 see he was in he was in like 10 5 to 10 minutes of the first Star Trek uh before Thor hit so he, you know, now he's asking probably for Marvel money, sure. Marvel type money, <clears throat> um, which he, he, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it, but you know they got a lot of actors to pay, um, and Chris Pine too. Who knows? I mean, it, it's got to be a, a ploy, negotiation you know, tactic, negotiation tactic. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't be definite that they're walking away because I don't know. Do, do you make the movie if, if if Chris Pine's not there? I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. You know, if, if they bring back uh, Zachary Quinto, you know, like yeah. the regulars and and Captain everyone Kirk but him, I don't know if that works. Maybe. Yeah, I don't it's, know either. It's been done on TV plenty of times. But it happens. Oh, maybe, maybe they introduce the the Kelvin timeline Picard, since it seems like it's a time travel story anyway. Oh, there you go. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I think it's a negotiation tactic. I think we'll see an article come out that, and they're signed. Um, they'll find some mid-ground. Maybe they're asking too much. Maybe, maybe they'll wind up getting more than what they're supposed to get, but maybe not as much as they asked for. Check out on um, Infinity War. Guess who got, well, you know, when they do the list of actors, you know, Robert Downey's the first name. Who do you think is number two? In terms of who got paid the most? No, like when they in order of when they list the actors. Um, it's not uh, Steve Rogers. No, I was shocked. Who is it? Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, that's. Well, I guess movie time wise, he probably had more screen time than uh, than the other Chris. But yeah, I don't know how they how they figured that out, Chris. Chris Evans is it sure it's not alphabetical after uh, after Tony Stark. Uh, pretty actually. I took a I took a screenshot. Of it. it goes Downey, Hemsworth, Ruffalo. Evans is number four. Scarlett uh, Johansson, Don Cheadle, Benedict uh, Cumberbund, Tom Holland, Chadwick Boseman, 
Zoe. Yeah. I was like, wow, Chris Hemsworth got second billing on this movie. Yeah, it seems, it seems like screen time. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was going to say, you know, he can say, hey, man, I'm big now. Pay me the bucks. Yeah. No, because fuck out. Because <laughs> the Thor movies aren't breaking in the cash, dude. <laughs> They're not. Well, the last one, Ragnarok I mean, was Ragnarok good. Ragnarok did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, you, you <laughs> compare it against... <laughs> You did it too. Let's go. I know. One hit wonder show. Right, I got you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the first two Thors were nothing compared to the first two. I mean, you look at the Captain America movies, Winter Soldier and First Avenger, I think made more than Thor 1 and 2. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Yeah, so yes, Ragnarok. And did Ragnarok make more than Civil War? I don't know about that. N- no, I doubt it. Rock. I don't know. I don't have to look at the numbers. Rock. And I, we, we've said, I mean, we've gone off on a tangent here, but we've said that uh, um, of any of the originals to return in regards to money, it would probably be Hemsworth. Because he would, if you look at him, Chris Evans and Downey Jr., he's probably the one making the least out of three of them, right? I would think so, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. All right, well, Hemsworth, whatever. Chris Pine needs to be in the movie. But we agree they can't do a Star Trek four without Chris Pine. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah that's so they'll, they'll work it out. Okay. Work it out. All right, Al, you know what time it is? I do, my friend. What time's it? Oh! Yeah! Quick hits! It's time to hit it! Hit it! <laughs> I've gotten comments that we've been very uh, non energetic with our quick hits! <laughs> oh! Yeah! Yeah. <laughs> One hit wonder! Woo-hoo. Okay. All right. Disney. Rumor has it. And that's the part where you put in rumor has it by Adele. Rumor has <laughs> it um, that Disney is using James Gunn's script for Guardians 3. So every week it's a different story. Yeah. So this week they're back to using it. It'd be silly of them not to because to have them rewrite it, it's going to push back Guardians. And, you know, who knows? Yeah, Marvel's on a pretty tight schedule with their movie releases. So yeah. it'd be hard for them to do a whole new rewrite to get the same vibe as the previous movies and stuff. So I guess you gotta do it. So if if you if they use a script but you don't use them to, to direct, do you still pay them the same salary? I don't know. Um, I don't think Disney cares about that. I think they care about his name mm. tarnishing stuff. But the thing is this. Oh, I gotcha. Bring him back as director and maybe maybe have him do some kind of public mea culpa. Mm-hmm. Um, because it doesn't seem like there's a lot of fury over him anyway. Nothing. You know really? what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, this is a Chris Hardwick's, Hardwick situation where Disney can bring him back. Sure. But that's the thing. thing like what Batista was doing and all these other people stepping out and saying stuff, it makes it harder for Disney because now they got to be like, it might sound like they're, they're, you know, they felt the pressure from Dave Bautista and all that crap. Right. So, well, I read uh, online that Kevin Feige is in talks with talking to Disney himself. To see about bringing him back. Bring him back, yeah. No, yeah, we'll so this was, a, this was a Marvel Studio decision. This was a Disney decision. It was a Disney decision, yeah. So there's a difference. Okay. Huge. All right, quick hit. Quick hit. Come on. Quick hit. More power. <laughs> uh, Ruby Rose. We announced last week that the actress Ruby Rose was cast as Batwoman for the upcoming CW 
Batwoman television series. Um, and apparently, in <laughs> in the span of a week, she has been bullied off of Twitter. Yikes. Yeah, so apparently some people feel she's not gay enough or too gay because that one is a homosexual character. Sorry. Um, who knows? Who knows? It's just getting ridiculous, all these people getting bullied off of Twitter. It is getting ridiculous. It's I mean, what really does her, stuff. let's say her real life sexual preference, how does that affect what the movie is going to be about? You know? I don't know. I or, mean, like, or how good she'll be playing the character. Sure. I mean, she's not her. She's not playing herself in the movie. She's playing a totally different. She's playing a, a character in the movies. I mean, right? You know, I, I I don't get it either. I don't get it. I mean, you know, homosexuals have been playing straight people in the movies almost since Hollywood began. So yeah, what's the big see the difference? Right. Yeah. So who knows? But this bullying on Twitter is just ridiculous. Stupid. I'm I'm, I'm just sick of saying get a grip, people. <laughs> get a grip. You know, it's funny. I always thought these famous people, it wasn't really them. I thought it was like their publicist. Like, Stan Lee has someone, you know, typing for right. you know, Why Well, I think just... people like Brad Pitt and all of them, is their, I think the bigger you are, the more. But like Mark Hamill, James Gunn, you know, Chris Pratt, they all do their own Twitter stuff. Well, then why don't you um, just block them instead of deleting your Twitter account? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Who knows? You know. Okay. Fox has announced there will be a Simpsons movie sequel, a Bob's Burgers movie, and a Family Guy movie. Do you watch the uh, Fox animated shows? Negative. No, I used to watch. uh, Did you ever used to watch them? Any of them? None of them. No, you're not even a Simpsons fan. I'm not back on the day. No, sir. Okay. Yeah, I was a Simpsons fan up until maybe season 10, I guess. Maybe a little later. Um, and I enjoyed it. I thought it was one of the funniest shows I was on TV at the time. Uh, Family Guy, I'm, I'm kind of in and out of. Well, I'm out. I've been out for years with that. But when it was on, I was kind of in and out of it. Uh, Bob's Burger was supposed to be really good. I never watched one episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, these are these are cartoons that have been on forever, especially Family Guy and Simpson. Simpsons has gone on 30-something years at this point. Good Lord. Um, and... Uh, Bob, well, Bob's Burger is fairly long in the tooth, too. Family Guy famously was on in the early 2000s. Wait, and it Bob's Burger is a, it's its own TV show? Yeah, it's a cartoon. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Huh. Um, Family Guy started, you know, famously started in the early 2000s for like three or four seasons. Mm-hmm. Got canceled, became a hit on DVD, and was brought back by Fox a few years later, and it's been on ever since. Fabulous. Yeah. So... Nice. There you go, Fox. Mm-hmm. Quick, quick hit. Quick hit. Quick hit. Ethan Peck has been cast as Mr. Spock in the Star Trek Discovery series. Uh, Ethan Peck is uh, the famous, well, not he's not famous, but his grandfather is famous, the famous actor Gregory Peck. Most notably known as playing Atticus Finch in To Kill a Mockingbird and as the uh, father in The Omen. Um, he's done many other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what we know him mostly for. Boy, he looks really close to uh, Zachary Quinto. Yeah, yeah. He looks like Nemo, Nimoy, and <laughs> Quinto. Yeah. Nemo. So, yes. So now we're going to have 
if Lynn knew we had a password, we were going to have three spots running around. <laughs> uh, there's three Kirks. Well, now that Chris Pine's not Kirk anymore. <laughs> right. It's two Kirks. It's ridiculous. They got to get their universes in order over here. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's kind of like the DC universe now, too. We got on TV. Got one set of, like, Flash and, and Green Arrow and the movies will have a different set. Yeah, that's that's just confusing. Yep. Okay. Okay. All right. Good, good luck to you. I yes. like Star Trek Discovery. Good luck to him. Okay. Wicked. Wicked. Castle Rock. Wait, hold up. Is that is that Discovery? Is that the one that uh, Jean-Luc Picard is coming back as? No, he's not coming back on Discovery. He's coming. He, Discovery is on the CBS All Access yeah. streaming channel. Uh, Picard's going to get a show on that channel uh, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the subscription channel yeah okay cool all right, all right. Click. uh castle rock uh the hit hit hulu tv series based off the works of stephen king um has been renewed for season two all right i watch castle rock i enjoy castle rock it's very very good it sounds good when you describe what that show is about yeah it's, it's really good i'll tell you the uh the, the basic premise of the first episode is uh, um, uh, a warden. The show begins with the warden, the current warden of Shawshank Prison. Uh, he retires and he kills himself. And they find in a part of the prison that that you know, like thirty years ago there was a fire, yeah. so they kind of left it. They left it abandoned after the fire. They find that he was keeping a young boy, well not young, but like a maybe late teens, early twenties year old young man in a in a cell down there like nobody knew um and he's and alive he's, he's alive like well the warden would go down and feed him and talk to him and stuff like that um but apparently the warden believed that he was the devil and that he had locked the you know he had locked the devil up wow yeah because castle rock uh castle rock kind of incorporates all all the stephen king's works so uh castle rock has this history of all this weird weird stuff happening all these like the crazy dog and the, the weird murderers and things like that mm-hmm. so um yeah so he's saying you know the warden was taking a stance that well i locked the devil up hmm. and uh, that's why the weird stuff stopped happening in castle rock are these, these uh, kind of- standalone shows or no it's, it's one long storyline oh interesting oh, okay yeah and then let's go sissy spacex in it who was carrie she doesn't play carrie but she's in it uh, there's a character that's related to um, Jack Nicholson's character in The Shining. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said, they make references to the Crazy Dog, which is Cujo, and some other things. Um, yeah, so it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. If you get a chance to walk, take a look at it, take a look this at it. Is this Hulu? Yeah, it's on Hulu with Castle Rock. Yep. Wow, cool. Check it out. Yep. All right. Yep. <clears throat> so season two next year. Okay. Uh, speaking of renewals, Runaways Season 2, another Hulu series, uh, will debut on December 21st of this year. And the producer of the show said there's like a little mention or tidbit that links them to the overall Marvel Universe, Cinematic Universe. So See, be on the lookout for that. That stuff makes sense to me. It's one cohesive universe. Right, but then you got to wonder why... Well, let's go on off on this little tangent. Good idea or bad idea not to include the Defenders in Infinity War. Like, even just to show them 
disappearing in New York or not disappearing or, or helping the fight uh, uh, the aliens that came to New York City. You know what I mean? Yeah. Good idea or bad idea to keep them out of the movie? Bad idea. Yeah. I like to see them in there. Yeah. I mean, they want us to think that the TV and the movies are the same universe. Well, you got to have a little crossover. And these little mentions and stuff, they'll do it for me, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, you can understand that the Defenders, you know, they don't belong in front of Thanos, but uh, to see them in the background, you know, helping New York City, wondering, you know, how the world fell apart, and, you know. Yeah, you, know, you, I mean, you don't even have to have the whole Defenders. You can even say Iron Fist got Thanos, you know. You just need... <laughs> you just <laughs> have the cool yeah, characters. <laughs> Daredevil and uh, Jessica. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, if they're all standing around the circle and he just disappeared. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Damn. You don't need the whole Defenders. You just need half. Well, the thing is, in, in comic books, when they used to have these big kind of crossover stories or whatever, you sometimes just see a panel of, like, Spider-Man lifting a car off of somebody. Or, yeah. like, if it's an Avengers book. Or, um, I remember there was a Spider-Man story where uh, it was uh, uh, Thor. The story in Thor was that, uh, well, whatever. It was snowing in, in Thor in the summer. Because something that was going on in the Thor book, and it kind of translated like in, the next, in that month's issue of Spider Man, he's like, What's going on with this crazy snow? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. just all you need is something like that. All you need to do, maybe when when that, when uh, Ebony Maw and Obsidian, Call Obsidian were in New York when they went against Doctor Strange and, and uh, Tony Stark, they could have done like a little cutaway of, you know, Daredevil swinging and saving the kid from like bricks falling off a building or something. You know what I mean? Right. Or Moon Knight punching out, not Moon Knight, what's his name? Luke Cage and Jessica Jones punching out some uh, minions from the ship or something. That's all you need to do. You don't need to go crazy. But right. just acknowledge they exist. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Did you know that that storyline you just talked about, about Spider-Man and Thor? Yeah. You told me about that a long time ago in college. Like you'd see right. Thor's hammer flying through the sky. And that yeah. story is what got me back into comic books again. Did you know that? Did it really? It did. did you ever find that story? No. Oh, you showed it to me, though, because you were telling me that oh. that was the era of Jim Shooter, I think, right? Yeah, Jim Shooter, yeah. Yeah. That, that little story is like, oh, what's this comic book business? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. Quick it. Batman Day is coming again. All right. September 15th, 2018. Uh, Batman Day, they're gearing up. It's the fifth annual Batman Day. Um yeah, you know, they're gonna have like special comics out, and maybe even a free comic book here and there at your local comic store. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll we'll bring it up again the, the week before, the weekend geek before it comes out, um, once we know more information. Uh, but they're really gearing up for 2019, which will be the 80th anniversary of Batman. So this is this Batman Day is kind of gonna be the first pre- in preparation of next year's Batman Day, which will celebrate the 80th. Um, 80th anniversary of the first appearance of Batman. You said September 5th? 15th. 15th. What is the significance of that date? Is there something? Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. Come on. No, I think they, no, I don't know. I think they just chose it. <laughs> 9, 15, 18. Yeah. All right. All right. So, be on the lookout for Batman Day. Batman. Oh, can't do that. Don't it's do that. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Since everybody's in the habit of naming their universes, Sony decided to come out and name their universe that consists of Spider-Man and the Fantastic... No, that's Fox. Spider-Man... Well, Spider-Man, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Venom, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and you'd think they call it the Spider-Verse, 
but they've decided to call it the Sony Sony Universe of Marvel Characters. Rolls right off the tongue. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. Yeah, so Okay. We'll get so far that. the MCU is the best one out there so far. Yeah. Although I do like the worlds of DC. <clears throat> All right. All right. And Oh, you have uh, you want to talk about a Marvel movie marathon? Yeah, we mentioned this in a previous twig that they're going to have like a little Marvel movie marathon, and the dates are out August thirtieth to September sixth. They're doing about four movies every day, and uh, you said you mentioned the ticket price was it fifty? It was fifty dollars for all of them. Yeah, I was trying to research that, I couldn't find them, but yeah, exclusively in IMAX. You going to do this? No. <laughs> I know. No, you know why? Because I, ever since Infinity War, I've been watching the movies at home anyway. I know, right? So, God, Infinity War is so good. Yeah, I mean, it just came out on, on digital and Blu-ray. Yeah, I'm waiting for my Blu-ray to come in the mail. Oh, so good, so good. I think I've seen it three times since it went digital release. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to see the extras. It's good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah, really good. Oh yeah. Are you gonna, Are you gonna go see it? No, come on. See, IMAX is pretty cool, though. I think didn't I see uh, one showing in IMAX? No, I saw it in. Did I see it in IMAX? Oh. What are the different ways you can see the movie? What? What are the different ways? I think I did. RPX is that something? I don't know what that is. Ah, oh, that might be a regal thing. Uh, All right, anyway. Yeah. All right, cool. And finally. Harry Potter Legos, hit me. Hit it. Let's see. Harry Potter, the Hogwarts Castle came out. It is the biggest Harry Potter Lego set ever made. A whopping 6,020 pieces. One of the biggest. (laughs) The biggest was the Millennium Falcon, which was at 7,541. And it's going for $399.99 on sale August today. (laughs) It's August 15th. August today. <laughs> yeah, August today. Yeah, so... Uh, How many pieces again? 6,020. That's insane. That's insane. It, but hey, it looks... I got a picture of me. I'll put this online. It looks pretty sick, though. But I couldn't do this. Did you, were you ever a Lego guy? Yeah, yeah. I did the, the initial run of Star Wars Legos. What do you mean? Back in the 70s, 80s? No, 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 no. It was uh, 90s, I think. Oh, really? They didn't get the Lego license till the 90s? Yeah, I, I did the Millennium Falcon X-Wing. Wow, Snow really? Skater. Uh-huh. You still have them? Dude. Oh, fire. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I was going to say, because I had some older ones. I sold I sold them online. I got some pretty decent bucks for them. Yeah, dude, Lego, the value of those things really skyrockets. Unreal. Yeah, unreal. yeah and I, I had the Snow Speeder, too, because you know I love the Snow Speeder. Yeah. See, this is my thing about Legos is I would always – I felt bad because I would only ever build what you're supposed to build. And I'm talking about like regular Legos, like if you bought the Lego police car or something. Yeah. I would only ever build the Lego police car because I never had the imagination or creativity right. to build – to think of something else and build it. Right. So I always felt bad buying Legos because like, oh, I'm just using it for the thing that looks like out of the box. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, then, but then they come out with these things and I've never seen one person like take – Take like the Lego Snow Speeder and build something else out of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like they're so specific. Yeah. But I hear you. That's it. All right. Got it. But that's 
and crickets, and thus ends another the week in geek. You got some thank Although yous. Alan, I do have. Oh yes. I do have some thank yous. I met some pretty cool people over the weekend in Pittsburgh. Uh, I went to a comic con in Pittsburgh with our buddy Pete. Uh, I'll talk more about that on some, uh, uh, fat guys in little coats. But I did meet some people, and I want to give them some shout-outs. All right. We met from Geeks United Board Game Cafe. Uh, mm-hmm. we, I met Miss Ellen Warren. She's the Game Master. Um, she can reach be reached at Ellen at geeksunitecafe.com mm-hmm. or geeksuniteboardgamecafe.com. Uh, or you can give her a call at 412-223-6797. And basically, she wants to get... Um, people out to um, play board games and such uh, you know kind of like a, a community of board gamers I actually mentioned you because I know you like to like ticket the ride and things like that right yeah yeah so uh, you know going to the cafe and they'll have food there and then you can play you can, you know, meet people and play the different board games you know that's actually pretty big over here now mostly towards the Bay Area they're having uh, we also cool. uh, his name's Ren what's that no, go ahead. No, no, it cut out. You said something about the Bay Area. That's all I heard. Oh no, in the Bay Area, that's it's pretty popular now. They're having these board game cafes. Oh okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, I don't think they're over here yet. Maybe that's what she's starting to try. She's trying to start it up. Um, but she was very cool. Awesome. Um, and then there's Mr. Ren R E N McKenzie at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. He's an illustrator and artist. I bought a. A nice Ahsoka print off of him. Ahsoka from Star Wars Rebels in Clone Wars. Um, wait, did I buy that from him? Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, like I said, runmckenzie at gmail.com uh, squareup.com slash store slash renmckenzie. You can see some of his artwork. It's pretty good stuff. Awesome. And finally, uh, um, another artist. Oh, maybe I got it from this guy. No. <laughs> No, no, I got it from Red. Okay. Uh, Tony Capo, um, Robot Zero, Comics, Toys, and Vintage Collection. 23 West Main Street, Geneva, Ohio. Uh, Instagram, Robot Zero underscore. Facebook.com slash Robot Zero. Tony Capo. Uh, this is a cool guy. We were talking about Funko Pops with him. Okay. Yep. Right. Robot so, Zero underscore, you said? Yeah, I don't know why there's an underscore for zero, but there is. Okay. Can't find. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. Thanks to you guys. Uh, thanks for supporting the show. And uh, it was really nice to meet you guys. Any idea where you're gonna have your fat guys uh, little coat podcast up? Well, we're waiting for Pete to come back from his like fifth vacation of the summer. And um, <laughs> when he does, we're gonna sit down and we're gonna we're gonna do the show. Uh, we'll we'll let you know. All right. Cool. We're looking forward to it. Yep. All right. All right. This is Alan signing off. And this is Jonathan saying. You stay classy, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh.